what's going on? Welcome to the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. I'm Gabe Henderson. I'm inside the TCO radio studio with our producer, Eric Davidson, Vikings.com's Tatum Everett, as well as Vikings.com's Jay Nelson. There's no special guest on today's show. It's the, it's the big three, and uh, I'm excited to uh, just talk Vikings football because, one, uh, there's still a chance. There's still a chance, and the Vikings still – can make the playoffs at 7-8 and eight right now if they went out and get help from the Rams and or the Seahawks. So uh, I'm excited to see how this Vikings team bounces back. We don't know uh, what it's going to look like, but if you have been watching this season, you know that anything can happen if you are watching this Minnesota Vikings team. I mean, you can beat the San Francisco 49ers, who are arguably the best team in the NFL. I guess ask the Ravens that. Or... <laughs> You know, you, you, you lose those two tough games against the Bucks and the Chargers. So, Jay, just uh, being at the game this past uh, Sunday, the whiteout, the, the energy, the, the vibe that all went into it to uh, leaving U.S. Bank Stadium the way you felt, how would you sum it all up? I think it was fun and exciting just the game to start. You know, I think the atmosphere was great. Uh, you got some really fun skull chants in there. People were really into it, and they were really vibing with it. I think the, the frustrating part at the end was just the way that – uh, once again, you're driving down the field. You're, you're getting the chance to, you know, make a play and 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 try to score to to win the game essentially, and just come up short once again. So I think the, the overall tone and everything, it was kind of the fun, festive uh, Christmas Eve vibe. And then by the end, you know, everyone's walking home, going, "Man, this is just kind of another another one uh, that happened this year," and just kind of a, a disappointing pattern that that has happened. But those one score games, you know, last year we were so incredible with them, just yep. you know, phenomenal. And and this year it's just been such a an uphill battle. So I think overall it was it was a, a fun game, entertaining game, and everything. But um, just you didn't get the win, and so once again you're just kind of a little disappointed with the the result overall. Yeah, it's those one score games that. Uh, pretty much dictate what the Vikings season has been this year and last year, or just Kevin O'Connell's uh, tenure as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, last year we were 11-0 and in one-score games, and now we have a losing record. So uh, just understanding that, Tatum, you were there Sunday. Just what, what were your thoughts on just the vibe and then the energy when you left the stadium um, after that loss against the Lions? Yeah, I mean, I love this fan base. They're with their team to the very end, no matter what. And I think that that's kind of what I took home the most is this isn't the feeling that I want to have or want these fans to have when they make their final exit, potentially, at least their final exit of 2023, yeah. potentially of the season. And I, I just don't, you know, that's not how I want them to remember their time there because it is such an awesome atmosphere. The whiteout was incredible. There were so many Christmas vibes in there. Everyone kind of just met the challenge of of creating a very fun and raucous environment. And I want that to same energy to be there on New Year's Eve. I think it is a really cool night game vibe where yep. you have, you know, this special, uh, you're going to ring in the new year with, I said on the Vikings Weekly, 66,000 of your closest friends. Uh-huh. And I just I just want that to propel these guys to victory because I do think the fans deserve that. They, they do. And uh, they, they also deserve to, to beat the Packers. Um, just seeing that we beat the Packers at Lambeau Field, of course, it was uh, in a fashion that none of us wanted with Kirk Cousins tearing his Achilles, but the fact that you get to end the new year in front of your fan base with the 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 most hated team <laughs> in your home stadium like this this is going to be an opportunity for us to to i guess just end the year on a right note um we, we know the game will probably end at 11 p.m. central time and uh everyone at the stadium will probably you know bring in their new year however they do so but still 
I, I believe Vikings fans des- deserve to end this year with just the adversity that they went through. They deserve to end this year with the win over an, an arch rival, Jay. I think the best thing for me is knowing that these these final three games were all division games. There's yep. still a vested interest there. It's not like you're getting you know, somebody from AFC or something that doesn't really matter. These three games still really matter. This team is still chasing a playoff spot. I mean, like you said, need a little help from the Rams and from the Seahawks a little bit, but at the same point, like you still got to get those victories. So for me, the the best part is knowing you got the Packers coming in the door, Um, both sides, both sets of fan bases will be uh, probably enjoying the day, getting ready for the uh, pregame tailgate and everything. And then being able to come in the building and, kind of throw the 2023 out with the bang for the night and, yeah. and the the night vibes, all the stuff they've got planned for in, in stadium for the game itself, I think is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, it, it's going to be another crazy fun ex- uh, environment. And I think that's the best part about U.S. Bank Stadium. I know we're one of the best in the league, period, as far as um, people showing up early and being there and, and interacting with everything. So, again, I, we do everything we can to uh, make it that kind of a fun environment. I think everyone's going to have a good time on Sunday night. Yeah, speaking of that fun environment, there will be a light show at the beginning of the game. I believe it starts at the 17-minute mark if you are in attendance. And uh, if you want to be a part of that light show, uh, you can download the Vikings app and then enable your microphone, and it will give you all the prompts that you need to do and able to be a part of that. It's going it's to be special. If you were at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium on week one, you were a part of that. You, you felt that energy. So... I'm excited to see what that looks like. Also, you can scan the barcode at the stadium. There are going to be a few prompts enabling fans to participate in that. And we we, we just want to have a, a, a lot of fun. 7.20 p.m. Central Time kickoff, uh, border battle number 125, an opportunity for the Vikings to sweep the Packers uh, in, in a border battle this year. This is going to be a, a raucous environment. And that's that's the one thing that I like when we talk about just what are some things that the Vikings can lean on to get a win over the Green Bay Packers on Sunday? And I believe just the the atmosphere, we finally get this one last opportunity to make our fans happy. And uh, if I'm if I'm pointing out anything that I like, I, I, I like the fact that you kind of get a round two of winning the 12th man. Yeah, and I think the the fun part about that too is knowing that they love to participate. I mean, between Skull Chant and, and everything else that's going on, um, you know, I, game day vibes are, are just a different atmosphere. And I think part of it, too, is knowing that there are some people that might be the only game they ever get to, period. Yep. And just trying to make it as as fun as possible. And, and I think, you know, the fans themselves, they do a great job of just knowing what their role is when they walk in the door. Yep. And, and uh, for the most part, you know, they get it, you know, loud on defense, quiet on offense kind of a thing. And sometimes they just get too excited. We have to tell them, hey. Take it easy, run offense right. for a second, but at the same point, it, you just want them to be able to uh, help affect the game as much as possible, and the guy's got to play the game on the field, and I think as a as a fun fan base and, and knowing kind of what we do to help set that up, they're the ones that have to take it over, and they do a great job with it. What do you like heading into Sunday's matchup, Dave? I am a big fan of Brian O'Neill coming back. Nice. I think that he's kind of been one of those unsung guys who have been not able to play in the last two weeks, and I do think that that could be huge. Um, Brian O'Neill is such a Pro Bowl-level guy that I think when his presence is in there, people know you know it's, it's going to be hard to deal with. And um, I think that it's also nice to have the offensive line reunited again, um, not be, you know, not have, have full strength there if we're going to try and establish the run game or try and give whoever starts enough time to make some good decisions and and things like that. So that's what I like this week. I really like Brian O'Neill coming back. Yeah, I think if you 
I mean, no matter who's the quarterback, right? Like the, yeah. the fact that you have a, a veteran offensive line that that helps anyone that's under center. So uh, whether that's Nick Mullins, Josh Dobbs, Kirk Cousins, or or even Jaron Hall, right. you, you have that veteran presence and Brian O'Neill being back. So so I'm excited to see how his presence will be felt on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. Jay, before we go to break, what are, what are what's one thing that you like heading into Sunday's matchup? I think the thing that is the most encouraging for me is knowing what we did at Green Bay against the Packers offense, what mm-hmm. our defense was able to do and just kind of stifle them the way that we did. Um, I think there's no doubt that Jordan Love has been on, on a little bit of a roll here in the right. last five weeks. Um, but and, and overall for them, they've they've jumped up their uh, points per game by almost a full score. Crazy. Um, but the thing for me is knowing that, yes, uh, with Brian Flores and kind of being able to game plan the way they did, the fact that over the last month they have ran away with it a little bit more and really kind of figured out who they are, um, I still have faith in the fact that we can throw some more wrinkles at them and, and yeah. pressure them to get them off their game. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Love, since playing us, since that Week 8 loss, he's thrown for 16 touchdowns, only three interceptions, and uh, this Green Bay Packers offense has averaged 370 yards. So um, no easy task, but – Every week we we talk about opposing offenses, right? And I don't want to, you know, jinx ourselves. And then we, we see opposing offenses have to go to a plan B or plan C because of what Brian Flores uh, implements that week. So, yeah, I mean, Jordan Jordan Love said it earlier uh, in his press conference earlier this week that the, the one thing that the Vikings do that other teams have not done or have not shown is the fact that they mix up their coverages. And that's yeah. something that Brian Flores has, has really been – uh, key with doing so far. So that, that's a really good point of uh, having an opportunity to go up against Jordan Love, who, who is starting to get a little bit more confidence. Oh, for sure. And and just kind of looking through his last five games, he's got 1,256 yards, 11 touchdowns, and one pick, and mm. a QBR of 108.3. Mm. So, like, he's been on a roll here yeah. for this last month. And, you know, looking at them, even just with their start, they started off three and six. They've been four and two cents. And what's really crazy is you start looking through some of the offensive numbers with with the different players, and nobody really is completely jumping out the running game, and those guys aren't jumping out the wide receivers. There's a couple of of, of decent statistically, yep. but Jordan's been kind of putting it together here for this last uh, six game stretch. So, again, we we were able to kind of throw them off their game a little bit, and I'm hoping that we can uh, come up with another game plan to kind of continue that trend. Well, we we know that this is going to be a playoff type of atmosphere. This is. Uh, an opportunity for the Vikings to continue to to write their to write their wrongs and continue to write this ship uh, the right way. But when we get back from the break, I want to talk about some keys to success, and then just uh, the favorite. I guess I mean I know this hasn't been the greatest year. We're seven and eight, but at the same time, there's been a lot of great memories. Uh, that we've been able to experience in 2023. So that's how I want to end today's show. Uh, But before we get there, let's hear from our partners. Splawn Montage is the Twin Cities premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Chanhassen, there is a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com. Say hello to flawlessly smooth skin at Pure Lux Med Spa, the preferred med spa of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. Specializing in elite laser hair removal, body contouring, Botox, cosmetic filter, and age-defying skincare treatments such as Diamond Glow and Skin Pen for collagen induction therapy. For more information, visit mypurelux.com backslash Vikings for exclusive offers to Vikings fans. That's www.mypurelux.com backslash Vikings. 
All right, we're back. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. I'm Gabe Henderson. I'm inside the TCO radio studio here in Egan with Vikings.com Stadium Everett, Jay Nelson, and our producer, Eric Davidson. Guys, we were talking about this New Year's Eve edition of the Border Battle matchup uh, this upcoming Sunday against the Packers and just some some things that, that we liked. And uh, we, we know that it's going to take a, a full team effort with the injuries that have taken place over the course of this season. But when you look at just some keys to success, where, where do you start if you're this Minnesota Vikings team? I think you have to have the ability to sustain long offensive drives. I think you have to utilize the run game, get a lot of first downs. I think you need to target J.J. a lot. <laughs> Every play now. Every play. I mean, the guy gets 15 targets a game. Give him, give him 20, 25. I don't care. Like, you, you got you to gotta get him more involved um, now that he's feeling good and he clearly is a safety net for quarterbacks at times. So, for me, it's sustaining offensive drives to make sure that you are falling behind and the defense is on the field for too long. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you can get 200 yards and replays like that that would be nice that was but, wild <laughs> that was wild but I, I do trust our defense but but still with the way our offense has been I guess utilized or evolved since Kirk Cousins injury in week eight sustaining drives and finishing with points is, is definitely key you want to give your defense a break because I mean our defense has been our saving grace this year easily so, um, I know you talked to Jordan Hicks this week and that's on vikings.com but at the same time, I'm sure he probably wants a little break also to be on the sideline, get get a little bit more water. But he played in all 79 snaps. Yeah. six weeks after surgery. Crazy. In his first game back. Crazy. He says he was a little winded, and I was like, I'm well, sure. I mean, you know, arguably so. But yeah. you know, when you go through what he went through, he's just grateful to be out there yeah. at this point. You'll play 79 snaps, and you'll be tired and sore the next day, but uh, you'll yeah. love it. Yeah, it's one of those things where, and Jay, you've played the game when. When you wake up the following morning and you're sore from yeah. just everything that happened the night before or the day before, like that that's probably the best soreness that you've ever had in your life because you know <laughs> that you put in work. So Jordan Hicks playing 79 snaps, that feeling the next day is is, is graceful, but it's also painful. Well, he even made the comment just in some of his uh, you know post-game and even during the week just kind of talking about the realization that he was sitting on the couch the week before yeah. and kind of being appreciative of the fact like, hey, guys, don't take this for granted. You yeah. know, at some point we're not going to be able to do this anymore. And I think having a guy like him, you know, we've, we've talked about having veteran players who've been able to kind of recognize and see things. And Ivan Pace Jr. has done an amazing yeah. job kind of running around with the green dot. But there is something different about having a guy like Jordan Hicks on that field and just feeling like there's another level of comfort there. There's another level of playmaker, and it was great to see him back out there this week. Yeah, also just speaking of Jordan Hicks, Lindsey Young did a really good story uh, on Jordan Hicks. It's on it's on Vikings.com right now, and it's entitled Attitude of Gratitude. And sure. just the, the first few lines just talk about, you know, how 20 years of Jordan's life has been consumed by football. So talking about life after football, whenever that happens – uh, really good, and I think fans should should check that out. But also what fans should check out right now is uh, what Jay has to say on his <laughs> keys to success for Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers. I guess for me, one of the things that because Jordan Love has been on a bit of a roll here, I was looking through um, kind of some stat line pieces and just trying to figure out what happened the first game and what are some comparisons. You know, one of the guys that still jumps out here, the leading receiver uh, basically in a yards per game uh, for the Packers is Romeo Dobbs. Um, wow. That guy – He's got 646 yards and eight touchdowns on the season, averaging. He's only averaging, you know, 43 yards or so a game. 
But against us, he had four catches, 18 yards, and a touch. He's yep. still getting in the end zone. He's one of those guys, when you get down in the red zone, he's going to be the focal point for that that offense for, yep. for Jordan Love. So trying to get a guy like Dobbs kind of off his game and, and making life a little bit more miserable for him, especially in the red zone, is yep. going to be key. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that we're we're going to love to be able to do is put some pressure on Love and, and just kind of see how he reacts. But I also think you're going to see some guys in the secondary possibly trying to jump some routes a little yeah. little bit, um, knowing that guys like him are now the key focal point in that that passing game. So for me, it's going to be trying to limit him from uh, you know making your life miserable all day. Well, and Flores said this week that without DJ Wanham in there, you're probably going to see a lot of Hicks yeah. or Pace. Trying to uh, to rush the passer, that and even a little Andre Carter in there, which yeah. I'm kind of excited to see. I know Patrick Jones will be really really helpful uh, this week. Step up in the wake of DJ Wanham. He did that in the game. I mean, yeah. he, was, he had probably his best game. I was going to say he week. was flashing like crazy all yeah, last game. Yeah, so hopefully he can continue that. But I, I do think that like like you said, getting getting after Jordan Love, I think you'll see a lot of those guys in the secondary or in, at least in the mid level that uh, that'll be in the backfield. Yeah, I mean, you have to get pressure on Jordan Love if you want to make him uncomfortable. And um, every time we talk about getting pressure, I just think about the Chargers week, 81%. The bike, the Vikings <laughs> blitz Justin Herbert 81% of his dropbacks or 81% of all his snaps. And uh, I doubt that will happen this week against Jordan Love, but expect to see some mixing up of coverages. You just got to make sure if you're doing it, you got to get home, right? I mean, that's, that's, true. that's the biggest thing. So, like, I think we tried putting a lot of pressure on on the Lions this week, and kudos to them. Their their offense, their offensive line, and, and everybody um, did a pretty good job of keeping Goff clean. Yep. You know, Patrick Jones was the one that got the sack in the game, but yep. it just felt like they were trying to get to him. And I think everybody knew that, and even including Detroit, knows that if you keep him clean, he's going to be pretty deadly. And, and they did a great job in that. So kudos to them for doing it. And I think going into this one, same kind of thing. You just got to get some extra pressure on Love and hopefully get him to speed up his process to make a mistake. Agreed, agreed. Well, uh, my key to success is simple. Uh, don't turn the ball over. Uh, the games that we have lost a turnover battle, we've lost a game. And the games we've won a turnover battle, we've won the game. So uh, you, you just hope that the Vikings can kind of right their wrongs this week and end this season with a, uh, just a miraculous display of offense with no turnovers plus 400 yards. On the season, the Vikings are a minus nine for the turnover <laughs> ratio. The Packers are net even at zero. Mm. So what's crazy to me is that the best team in the league, there's three teams, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Tampa, are all plus 10 on the season. And Kansas City and Washington are minus 10 on this season. Wow. And so just to think that literally the difference in the entire league is, is a 20-net turnover of a positive 10 or a minus 10. Yep. And and that's kind of where we're sitting. So we're currently sitting tied for 30th. Green Bay is sitting at 16th dead middle of mm. the entire season. So try to minimize your turnovers as best as possible, and it's it's going to make a huge difference in your odds for success. And create those takeaways. Right. That's correct. Right. Well, let's, let's end the show on a positive note um, because, yes, this is a football team. We have things to do, but still we, we have a great opportunity to be able to uh, be blessed with these jobs and – uh, we able, were able to experience some of these cool moments. I mean, even the ups and the downs. So uh, my, my last question, I'll open it up. I'll, I'll start with you, Tata. What, what's your favorite Vikings memory in 2023? You know, I just I, – I think the insanity of Josh Dobbs that was crazy. being here, I think that's something I'll never really forget. The fact that he had been here a couple of days, went into the Atlanta game and – and was able to to clinch the win and keep, and keep the momentum going because, 
you know, the the Kirk injury felt like the season could have been doomed at that point, and they were doing very well without him and, and able to kind of recover from the slow start to the year. So for me, it is probably the Josh Dobbs two- or three-week pandemonium. Yeah. Where fun. he was the, you know, the story of the NFL. The Dobbs delirium. There we go. <laughs> was, I like that. that Dobbs delirium. That was, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a moment in time. What a time to be alive. And that yeah. feels like eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Very <laughs> much so. <laughs> Jay, what about you? Um, for me, it was more of a personal note. Um, I was able to surprise a nephew for... Uh, his birthday and take him to the Packer game. Um, so nice. piled in the car, my brothers and I and my nephew and, and went to the game, got to see a, a win. And so for us, it was just kind of a, a happy family memory being able to do that and, and literally waited until the Friday night before the game to tell wow. him what was happening. So um, for me, that was my my number one moment for the season was just being able to spend some time with family and go see the Vikings get a win at Lambeau. So that was his first game. That was and, his first we, time at Lambeau. And we beat the Packers. That is correct. So can he come up here this week? <laughs> yeah, is he going to the game on Sunday? <laughs> I, I, I think the thing about it, too, just in general, um, you know, being able to share that kind of stuff with family, I think that's what this game for yeah. a lot of us is all about and being able to share those memories. And so for me, that was just being able to make that happen is a very uh, uh, special thing for me. And I really enjoyed my time being able to do that. So that was my my top memory for 2023. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to end it on a positive note also with the family uh, memory. And that's just uh, being able to bring my daughter to her first Vikings game. Um, It was, I think it was week one, I brought her out there and just seeing how, you know, we take a picture every time she's only been to two, but we take a picture every time we go to a game and she'll be at the Sunday night matchup against the Packers. And uh, just seeing how her eyes light up, you know, you guys know that's my world. So uh, just having her, uh, being able to experience some of the, I guess, the memories that, experience some of the moments that I'm blessed to to be able to be afforded. That that's that's who I do it for. So uh, I'm excited just to see, you know, what the future looks like. Next year she'll be walking, she'll be walking on the field. So I'm, I'm excited to see uh, or talk about what the favorite memories are in 2024. But before we get there, we have a New Year's Eve edition of Border Battle number 125. Between the Vikings and the Packers, 7.20 p.m. Central Time kickoff at U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings fans, make sure you keep everyone safe around you. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot going on, and you're going to uh, bring in your new year the right way. But when you're bringing it in, make sure you think about the person next to you or the person in the car beside you. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of things happening. Let's enjoy this thing together, and let's do it as safe as we possibly can. For Eric Davidson, Tatum Everett, and Jay Notes, and my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you guys again for tuning into another edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast brought to you by Pepsi. Pepsi, that's what I like. Whether you are hosting a tailgate party or getting together with family and friends for the holidays, dairy is a staple to bring creamy, rich goodness to your table. Find delicious new recipes at usdairy.com to up your game. Brought to you by Undeniably Dairy.